Yo, welcome back to Underrun Podcast. It's your host, Alan B. Marin, or Benji for short. And today I have my special guest, uh, Brandon Ortiz. Brandon, why don't you give yourself a little brief introduction for today? <laughs> this is the intro I ever heard. What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back in another episode of the Underrun Podcast. Hey, this is my podcast, boy. Hey, listen, this week I ain't have a guest, so it's my turn to be in a hot seat. You know what I mean? Uh, so I got my boy Alan in the studio with me. Uh, he's gonna be the host this week, and yeah, man. So go ahead, and get it started. Yeah, so you know, me and Brandon have been friends for like, what you want to say, like two years about now? Um, nah, more. Um, you know, it's crazy. I think it's actually two years, but it feels a lot longer. I think it's three. Yeah, it's from four twenty three, dude. I took that two years ago. No, three years ago. Summer three years ago. I I'm gonna pull up my transcripts. Let's find yeah, out. Yeah, it has to be. 2021, 2020, dude. 2020. COVID year. Then it happened. Oh, shit, that's the year I graduated. Yeah. Yeah, so it has to be 2021. Yeah, dude. But it feels a lot longer than two it's years. Two huh? years? It's, only, it's literally only been two years. Because at this time, I failed the class, and I'm taking it for the second time. You remember? Yeah. 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 So, so it feels like, how, how long would you say? It feels like five years. It low-key feels like four or five years. Dude. Yeah, something but, like that. You know, but it's, it's it's actually interesting because like you know when like people say like oh I don't trust you or I don't, I don't know you, I just need more time, right? Yeah. But I think it's uh, I don't know who I heard it from, but it's not time that it's we experience. actually it's experience. Yeah, you know? for sure. It's like the more experiences we have, the more we trust each other. It's kind of like if uh, if you were like walking down the street and a car speeding past, and let's just say you got those noise canceling headphones from like AirPods Max, Doc 2.0, whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. And some guy like runs out and saves your life. You know, so that's an experience right there. Would you or would you not trust that man with ten dollars at that point? You know, probably not. Mm, probably you will. Probably not. All right, let's put it to the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just go outside. Have a second. <laughs> Save me from hit, getting hit by a train. Uh, no one. I guess I guess I'm the permanent host now. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I guess like the one thing I am really curious about is that I know you talked about it in some of your earlier episodes, like how yeah. how kind of how you grew up. Mm-hmm. And everything from then on, but it's actually been about six months since you started the pod. So, give me, give me things that you struggled with since the beginning. Yeah. Give me things that you never thought you would hit from the beginning, and give yeah. me some goals that you actually missed from the beginning. That's a real good question. Um, I mean, when it started, I didn't really have a goal. I just wanted to start it because it seemed like a good idea to me, and it's something like I really enjoy. So this is. It's a hobby of mine now, like apart from posting clips or doing whatever, like getting to come here and just have a conversation with someone once a week. It's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. It's like going to school, except you don't got bullshit homework. Yeah. And you're talking to people who are actually making it work. You yeah. Know, you're talking to business owners, you're talking to artists, you're talking to creatives, and you get a first hand experience of what the process is, what their life consists of, what they have to go through, and where they want to go. So that kind of gives me ideas, and I'm like, I like the way this person thinks. I like the way their mind works. Let me pick at their mind. What do you do when you run into a problem? How did you overcome this? How do you plan to move forward with this? And then for me, I take that and I can apply it to some something else. Um, so when I started, I didn't really have an idea for what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do it. And I feel like that was something very, very important for me because a lot of people have that excuse and they just won't start because they don't know where to start because they don't know exactly where they want to go exactly how they want to do it but that's such a big excuse because you'll never know until you actually start doing it 
Because it might be that you have everything planned out perfectly in your mind, quote unquote. But then you start doing it and you realize that this is a habit completely backwards. I got to take it some other way, you know. So getting started at the beginning was a little bit difficult because I struggled with thinking of ideas. I struggled of kind of seeing where I wanted to take the pod. Um, but luckily I had people who were like close friends, family who would listen to it and they would give me good feedback and like, yo, this is pretty cool, whatever, whatever. Um, and that kind of motivated me, motivated me to stick it through. And now I kind of look back at those episodes and I'm like, they're not really that good. And even my episodes now, sometimes I listen to them and I'm like, it can be better. But just staying consistent and just keep just doing it every single week, coming here every single week, editing every single week. Yeah, it's a headache, but I know eventually it's going to pay off. And in terms of milestones I haven't hit, um, getting growth on social media outside of Instagram has been a little bit difficult. I remember at first TikTok kind of popped for us in terms of it had the most followers, the most views, and it doesn't even have that many, but getting started, that was what was popping. And then slowly but surely the Instagram grew. And now the Instagram is where like the most popular clips uh, live. It has the most followers, has the most engagement. So that's something I really want to look into. And it's something that is really interesting because people think social media is like a monolith. It's kind of all the same, but different things work on different social medias. There's clips you can put on TikTok that don't work on Instagram. There's clips you can put on Instagram that don't work on TikTok. And every now and then you'll have one that kind of can hit both, mm -hmm. but that's pretty rare. You yeah. know? So one thing I really want to start looking into is how I can specifically tailor not just the editing style, but also the clips I choose. So I can hit bigger numbers on different social media platforms. Okay. Uh, one thing that it, you kind of touched upon, you said that you, were, you weren't really getting the views that you would have wanted on TikTok, but on Instagram, you're pretty much at least settled some type of like some type of foundation, yeah. whether it's like not the strongest at the point at this point, but it's at least a foundation of some sort. Um, do you plan on focusing into like actually expanding that Instagram foundation first, or do you want to kind of like go into dig deeper into the how you can make it make that TikTok account grow first in terms of views maybe shares because i know if you want to speak on it but you haven't actually have any sponsors just yet right no yeah yeah but you know that's something that not just you but many people who own podcasts who have like different passions or who are entrepreneurs do look for sponsorships at that point yeah for sure um i would say for now my baby is kind of instagram it's the one i i enjoy it the most because yeah i'm on there more mm -hmm. than other ones tiktok i kind of had a phase where i would go on tiktok and kind of look through different clips and look through different people and that's actually how i found a few different people that were on the pod uh specifically medwin the, the tattoo artist i had uh, one of the first guests but instagram for me right now is the most enjoyable it's the one i enjoy going on the most even in my free time on my personal account so for now i do think my focus is going to be on instagram but that doesn't mean I want to ignore the other ones. And my belief is that it's easier to go viral on TikTok. It's easier because people are just scrolling, scrolling, yeah. scrolling. It's easier to run up views. But the actual engagement is a lot lower than on Instagram. On Instagram, you're more likely to get a message. You're more likely to interact with different people mm -hmm. than on TikTok. Um, so for now, I do want to focus on Instagram. I want to build that a little bit more. I want to reach out with, to other people, um, hopefully find more guests. And then eventually start talking to sponsors and saying like, hey, uh, we can, you know, do an ad roll, mid uh, pre-roll, mid-roll, post-roll on the podcast. We can do 
a review. We can do a clip on social media, whatever it has yeah. to be. Yeah. Do some do some type of collaboration of some sort, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and actually kind of going back to the initial question I did ask you, um, when it, when the goals that you haven't reached, uh, is there was there like you know when you heard the saying "shoot for the moon" or "shoot for the stars, land on the moon"? Yeah. Um, was there something that you kind of had like a goal in mind? I know you said that you really didn't know. You kind of just kind of started it just to start it because everybody's first hardest step actually is the first step, right? Right. But was there something that you you really thought you had like this like hey I can hit this goal I can hit this amount of views I can have X amount of podcasts by X time? Was there something that you kind of thought that came into fruition or it just kind of was like where you learned hey i still have extra ways to learn and but this is my current goal for the next three months not really in terms of numbers i don't like to obsess about numbers just because i know first i'm still at the beginning so it's mm-hmm. unrealistic to say like oh i want to have a million views i want to have a hundred thousand followers whatever I know it takes time to grow. I know it's going to take time for me to perfect my craft. I can't just expect to get it started because yeah. I don't, I didn't study like public speaking or communications or whatever the fuck. I don't even know people study that kind of stuff. Yeah. Take notes from me, buddy. <laughs> you, know, you hardly speak English, but yeah, I didn't study none of that and I've never done anything like this. I, I mean, I have had social media for a few years because yeah. I even, even that, right? I was off social media for like four or five years Yeah. and people don't really know that, but Right now, it's like, I'm back. I be posting stuff. I'm on there all the time because yeah. of this and because of other stuff. But before that, yeah, I had like a good four or five years where I wasn't on it. I've been on it for like two years, maybe. So that in itself, just kind of I have new, to learn. To how you, huh? to, I got to learn the game. You know, I got to come back and learn like, hey, what does well? How do I post? When do I post? All these things. On top of learning how to structure a podcast better because people don't know that it's so much more. Right. First, you have to you do have to be a good speaker because mm-hmm. if you can't communicate yourself, if people can't understand you, if you don't articulate yourself well, people are going to turn this shit off. I don't want to yeah. do this. You know, second thing is the podcast has to have a structure. It has to sort of take you up and down. It has to have moments. It has to have some kind of plot you know like when you're watching a movie if the movie's just in the middle the whole time turn that shit off i don't want to watch it yeah but if it has lows juxtaposed with highs come back low and then some resolution it kind of gives you something can you elaborate what do you mean by lows and highs like in terms of like different speakers different topics i would say in, in and of itself each episode has to be its own like mini movie mini episode so if i bring someone in yeah i can't just it, let's say I bring in a billionaire. I can't just spend the whole episode talking about like, oh, so what if you bought with your money? And then he's just listening. To, oh, yeah, I bought a yacht. And on this yacht, it's this big. It has this much shit. That's oh, yeah, and I also writing. bought a car. I bought a Rolls Royce. I bought this, I bought this. Oh, I bought a Jacob & Co. watch. That shit's like half a million dollars. It's got this. It's got like, it's just boring. Like, yeah. Nobody gives a fuck, right? Yeah. But if I juxtapose that and I, and I start with like, hey, so how are you enjoying living life as a billionaire? Blah, blah, blah. He's talking about the stuff he's done, the stuff he's bought. And then I'm like, how did you get there? And he's like, yeah, I actually grew up really poor. My parents died in this war. I was moving from this country to this country, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever his story is, right? Now you come back low and now you relate to him as a person. And then if he takes you back up high, he's like, yeah, but last year I hit this many metrics. Like, this is what I bought myself. This is what I've done. This is what I've done for other people. This is the where I want to go next. This is what I do phil- philanthropically. All those things, taking you up and down, giving you a whole story, a whole picture now it's interesting yeah yeah so i I look at it that way i don't i don't like to have i do kind of have a theme around my podcast i would probably if i had to choose one i would probably say it's about self-improvement 
and like people's lives, like biographies kind of, because most people who are like famous or popular, well-known, like, you know them for what they do. You know them for what they make. Mm. You know them for like the brand they have that they represent. But behind the scenes, you don't really know who they are. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their personality is like. You don't know what their family life is like. You don't know what they've been through to get there. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to show people. I want to show people that people are more than just what meets the eye. Yeah. And then kind of speaking on to that, you are actually, this should be the 19th episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you kind of touched upon it, but you said like looking back on earlier episodes, even some current episodes, you aren't really like as happy about it. And now one thing I did want to mention is that I listen to most of the podcasts. I think there's a couple episodes here and there. One episode I probably didn't listen to was my own. I don't really like hear myself hey, speak, yeah, right? You know, yeah, it's a little cringe sometimes. So, I don't like listen to you. No, I'm just kidding. Not to, but to me, <laughs> to me, it's like to me too. To me too. When I listen back, sometimes I'm like, why did I say why, that? Why bro? did I say that? You know, why do I sound like that? You know? Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I also noticed, like, there was, like, really no structure. Not saying that that's a necessary bad thing, because everybody's going to have those growing pains, right? But, I mean, for example, I think one episode went from kind of talking about, like, about how you grew up, and then the next episode was kind of, like, or, like, even within the same episode, it was kind of, like, religion and such. You know, and there was, like, really no segue. It was just kind of, like, hey, Brandon, how did you grow up? And then now I went to, like, oh, well, thank you, Brandon, for that quick little story. On to our next, you know. So it's, like, is that something that you still look back on and to improve on or is it something that you still think that that's something that is the high and the lows of this podcast i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing me personally i think if it happens every single time and there's mm -hmm. no segue to anything it can get a little bit weird it's like finish the thought if you don't finish the thought then yeah. it becomes weird but i think if you finish the thought and then you ask them something else i think i, I forgot when it was it was a few years ago i went to this event and Al Gore came to UNLV, ex-vice president, super about like global warming and all that shit. But he came to speak. And it was my first time hearing like a real top level like politician, because he was the vice president of America. So he's there, there's like secret service there and shit. So it was my first time listening to someone who was like real top level politically speak in person. And I'm sitting in this little theater and stuff and I'm hearing him speak, deliver the speech. And it was the first time I've ever listened to someone speak or give any presentation. I'm like, oh, this shit is an art. Yeah. This shit is not yeah. for everyone. Not everyone can do yeah. this. Anybody can sit up there and read off slides. Anybody can mm -hmm. sit there and memorize a speech. Yeah. The way he spoke, how he changed the tones in his voice, how he slowed down and sped up certain parts. Yeah. And he would do the exact same thing. He would... He would talk about global warming and say, like, this is the damage that we're causing to Earth. And this many years is going to be irreversible, irreversible, et cetera, et cetera. And then he would cut the tension with, like, a joke. Or he would cut yeah. the tension with something else. And he would bring you back yeah. down and slowly build you back up again. And that's when it really, it really stayed in my mind that, like, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. I want to learn how to communicate people, like, that way. Yeah. And even moving forward... When I was doing my master's with Dr. Cho at UNLV, he was always so big on presentations. Like, presentations have to be top-notch. If you're going to a conference, your poster, your speech, whatever your slideshow has to be top-notch. He's like, we're aiming top 5%. I don't want you outside of the top 5%. Yeah. You have to know your, your material forward and backward. He used to say, like, imagine you're explaining it to your grandma or to a 5-year-old. If you can't explain it, that means you don't really know it. And it's something so powerful because there's so many people that are so talented 
but because they don't know how to explain yeah. things, their message was just going to get lost forever yeah. until someone discovers it that does know how to and speak. You, and that's interesting because um, I think I grew up actually kind of introverted to be for the most part, actually. Um, I wasn't really like loud, funny or anything like that. I really kept to myself, you know. But it was started to dawn on to me that speaking is really an art form, you know. Like you just mentioned, there's some people who, even if you do give them slides, they're the most boring people on earth, you know. Yeah. Some people know how to wing it, so they may may have slides, but they and they can improvise, you know. And it's still pretty good, you know. I will say it's good because you you're engaged. But there's other people who take it to the next level. They don't even say like or ah uh anymore, and instead they like you mentioned, they slow down their speech. They use different adjectives they use different emotional words to get you into that Pauses. into the into the feeling to the spaces Pauses, all you know things, jokes and it's like well, and in some way it's it's all uh, in my in my head or how the way i think about it it's all philosophy it's kind of like what really gets somebody to trigger an emotion for them to get mad for you to get sad for you to get happy you know and it's like if i were to say a word right now what emotion would you feel you know and it's like those speakers have elevated their game, their vocabulary, because they're not just saying words like, oh, global warming is bad, you know, like you'll say global warming is catastrophic. And what do you think about when you think about catastrophe? Yeah, you think you of think earthquakes, about earthquakes exactly these kind of things. You're you like, know? oh, shit, it's fucking us up like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's like, of course. And I think the one of the best things is that like for me now, I, I enjoy speaking. I enjoy like acting like an idiot, for lack of a better word, you know, yeah. but it's like I know I don't do it in the same sense as like those people delivering a powerful message, you know? And, you know, unfortunately, the message doesn't have to be powerful. It could be all, like, something that's propaganda or it could be something that they just want to sway you upon, you know? Well, here's the thing. Some of the best public speakers are people who don't even talk about serious things. Yeah. Comedians. Yeah. I love watching comedy. I love watching stand-up comedy because when you get up there, it's literally, like, it's public speaking, yeah. right? Because you can have the best joke ever, but if your delivery sucks, no one's gonna laugh. Yeah. Or you can have like a bat, like a joke that's kind of mid, but if you deliver it well, people are gonna laugh. Yeah. You know, so it's there's definitely something in there. Like, what is that thing in writing that was like ethos, pathos, and something else? And you want to be honest? I never yeah. took that in high school, dude. I didn't either, but I just remember from one of the classes that you know, I didn't even go to English class in, in UNLV, but I remember one time I came in and they were like talk to us about this and then someone was like oh that's what we learned last it's week like, like eat those path, something it's like it's like it's like emotion logic and something else pa uh passion, passion i think it's I passion i'm pretty sure it's passion. but something but like, like even that. then like how did, how did how did you remember it you didn't remember it by like oh it's logical you remember by ethos pathos by their actual latin words you know yeah so it's like you're bringing in it's something that different. people like it's something different that people don't understand yeah. you know so it's like and like i was actually gonna bring up comedians like you know me being one myself, you know, it's hard like for Shut us to con convey a, a certain type of message. You're just a clown. That's different <laughs> from a comedian. <laughs> no, but um, no, I, th I think that's really cool. Like in terms of public speech, I think like that's probably one thing, or even I, I truly do believe that uh, almost everybody in this world, for the most part, should either go look into public speaking or going to like a sales job. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like your full-time income. It could be something where you're going door to door, you know. But again, that's it's literally just that's public speaking. That's public speaking right there, right? Yeah. And, it, and you get that first-hand experience of someone shutting the door into your face. You know what's going to happen. Now, unfortunately, if you're doing this as a side or you're just trying to get like better, if someone slams the door on you, the chances of you walking away, going back home, very high. 
that would be something that you actually have to rely for your job to put food on the table or anything of that matter guess what you're not going to the next door you're getting that experience not for 100 people slam the door to your face what's the 101 door going to do to you absolutely nothing you know you know how i learned though i used to not be that good at public speaking like i remember when I used to have to present in high school, it wasn't like I was nervous. I just hated it. Mm. Like I just, I was like, I want to, want to talk to people, but I don't want yeah. to talk to nobody. So I'd get up there and be like, all right, guys, this is my shit. Like, boom, boom, boom. This is what happened in the book, and then everybody dies at the end. And it was just mid, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't until I had, I got my first job mm. in retail, and I started, I have, I started having to interact with people from. I, I used to work at the outlets, mm. um, the North Outlets here in Vegas, and if you know about the North Outlets. It's just tourists. Yeah. The majority is tourists. They're like people that are not from Las Vegas. Yeah. So that could be like from anywhere else in the country or even internationally, like Europeans, uh, Asians, even like Hispanics, like South Americans, all that stuff. So having to interact with so many different people and just having those micro interactions of even like even just them asking like, hey, where can I find this? I'm like, oh, yeah, you can find that over there. There's this color, that color, whatever, whatever. All those things kind of build confidence. Yeah. And then eventually you're just like, I don't really care about talking yeah. to people. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me anymore. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, for the longest, even then, I didn't see the, the importance in it until I went to that speech. And then I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's why you were the president. Yeah. Because it was even that story of, was it JFK? Who, I think he was, I think it was JFK, but it was some presidential race where it was right when they invented the TV. Oh, yeah. Before, when they would do it on the radio, mm. this dude was washing like, everybody, washing him because he was so yeah. much smarter. You're listening to only what he's yeah. what he's saying, his policies is all this. He was washing him. And then as soon as they invented the TV and they showed what they looked like, uh, I think I think it was JFK. But he shows up. He's he's like in a suit, well put together, hair comb, mm. hair brush. Like, you know, he looks like a president. Yeah. And then you see the other guy. He's all sweaty, slobby, shirt untucked, whatever, yeah. whatever. And that's among the votes, yeah. and that changed him. So I'm like, I'm listening to this dude speak, and I'm like, that's why you won the presidency. That's why you were the vice president. Even Trump. Mm-hmm. Why did Trump win? Because he's good at talking. He's nice at talking. Like you can't, he, you can't, you can't get on the stage with him if you're not ready to throw. Like he knows how to talk through anything. Yeah. If you're aggressive with him, he's gonna flip it on you. He's gonna make you look stupid. If you try to act smart, he's gonna ask you the the tiniest. Openings in your armor, he's gonna poke at them. Mm. He's gonna be like, "Stupid! What about what about this? Why didn't you do this? Yeah. What about your friends doing this?" And he's gonna take you down because he's good at speaking. Yeah. Would you say that you're at a comfortable level where you're at in uh, terms of like public speaking, like bringing this podcast to where it can be or where it should be? Uh, that's a good. That's a good question. To be honest, I'm, I know it's gonna sound like an excuse, but. There's a few things that I still see that I'm lacking on. But I would say in terms of being a good speaker, I would probably rate myself like a... Six. Nah, I would probably rate myself like a seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. And that's me... That's me giving myself the rating I believe. I don't really think I really hang out with that many people that are actually good at talking. And what I mean by that is you might be good at talking people that are in your circle. Mm -hmm. But in terms of someone that's able to talk to anyone, I feel like that's something I'm really good at. And And the other thing is, first, I would want to start maybe recording in the morning or the weekends or something. Because I just feel like when I come record... 
it's after a long ass day mm. i've been to work i have to rush home to get all my stuff i have to come here and set everything up myself mm. then i have to record i sometimes listen back and i'm like i sound a little tired yeah i don't really sound like i'm You're engaged. actually expressing yeah. myself i'm engaged i, I kind of i'm kind of zoning out yeah. even though i do pay attention and i can't ask questions mm. and i can't respond i feel like my most insightful questions don't come out because my mind isn't as fresh as it could be so that's one the second thing is I think I'm a much better speaker in groups rather than like like one on one because I'm someone that kind of feeds off of energy mm. I kind of feed off of like body language and emotion mm. and it's kind of harder to get that one on one yeah you know like when I'm in a group and someone and I'm saying shit and someone's laughing yeah, yeah. I kind of know I got it you know yeah. and that that kind of like yeah, it, it, it's like it's like when you play a home game and, and you fucking you know you, it's fast breaking you dunk and you hit a full whole crowd yeah, yeah. You stand yeah. up clapping cheering yeah. yeah that boosts you up yeah. and you're like oh I got this I'm gonna go harder you know but when it's one on one it's a little bit harder yeah, sure. it's a different skill. that's interesting because um, I mean and you you I don't think I ever told you but you probably know it most of my friends already know it and like even like the girls I talk to they know it I hate texting dude. I fucking hate texting, and to me, it's like I rather call you yeah. because I can actually hear your 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 reaction. I can yeah. hear if you like giggled. I can hear if you like thought my, what I said was fucking stupid. G- giggle is kind of crazy, you know. I mean, for a girl, you know, like you can make her laugh and yeah, okay. you can make her laugh and giggle. You can make them cheeks clap and jiggle. So all right, buddy. But it's like all right, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> but it's like you know, it's interesting because like even on a one on one, I can see how you're reacting to me. You know. And it's kind of like, to me, I always find it fascinating. Like, you know, in the CIA, when they do, like, body language, you know? To me, that's always very fascinating because, like, your body gives off way more than what your mind says, you know? 100%. It's like, imagine if I'm asking you questions. Yeah, you may be answering them. But if I see you in a close posture where you're just, like, kind of like this, not comfortable. Then why are you nervous? Why you I know lying? you're nervous or you're, you're lying, you know? So it's like, for me personally, I have to call someone. Or I'd rather see you in person. I like, I know, like, there's a couple of friends. I didn't even talk to them for like three years, and when I saw them, acted like nothing was happening. Like it was just like normal as day, and they're like, they're "Like why are you weird? Why are you weird? We haven't talked in a." And I'm like, "Nah, time. dude." Like I said, uh, like to me, it's like I don't, I really don't have any harsh feelings. Like when I, and I, I know it's probably not the best thing, but to me, it's like genuinely, if you want to come out, reach to me, or you genuinely care, give me a call, because to me, it's like that means so much more than me sending you like, "Hey, hope you're doing well today." Cause to me, that's kind of like meaningless text. I can have yeah. a, I can have a, I can make a script to send out text to somebody once every, every two weeks, you know? Yeah. Now you haven't done that. Not yet. <laughs> I've seen the, I think it was Andrew Tate who was sending like WhatsApp messages and he had like a little bot that was saying like, Hey, good morning, beautiful or something like that to his yeah. girls. And one girl found out because you know how WhatsApp, if you read the message, uh, it shows blue check marks. Yeah. So one girl f- was like sending him text messages, and she found out that and it wasn't never it was never blue, blue, but he was send out these good morning. Well, what if he just, what if he just didn't have the red notifications? Uh no, no, because I think she mentioned or he he mentioned that she was like, yeah, some messages I see they're blue, but whenever you send out this good morning text and and I respond back and you respond back, I know you're not re- actually reading them, and so I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting, but it's like. So it's just something I, I do find a little bit interesting in that matter. Yeah. Where do you think well, that you're going to yeah, take this podcast five years from now? That's a good question. So for now. Wait, and actually, wait, wait, wait. Do you yeah, think yeah. there's going to be a podcast five years from now? 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like speaking is something, and talking to people is something that I enjoy just generally. So if I can, I would definitely want to do this forever, till I'm fucking seventy and then just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But five years from now, hopefully, God willing. I started this podcast focusing mainly on people that are here in Vegas mm. because this is my city. This is where I grew up. This is what I want to blow up. So anybody who's here popping, trying to make it happen, whatever, I want to come and showcase who you are to the world. So that's why I started this. Eventually, I know I'm going to kind of run out or it's going to kind of get oversaturated of you're having the same people over and over, get someone new. Yeah. yeah. But my goal is that I can help all those people elevate. Mm-hmm. And in that way, I kind of get to practice my craft. I get to elevate my podcast, hopefully move to a bigger studio, hopefully open a second studio, start help other people start podcasts, whatever you whatever or other kind of, mm-hmm. you know, creative studios. And then eventually, whenever someone comes to Vegas, because Vegas is a big city yeah. that a lot of people come to and it's still growing. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when people come here, they're like, oh. Hey, I'm going to be in town, bro. You got a spot for me on the pot. Yeah, yeah, come through. What day are you going to be here? Let's go record. Boom. You know, just like other people do yeah. when they go to L.A., when they go to Dallas, when they go to Houston, yeah. when they go to Miami, they check New in. York, they check in, yeah. you know? So I want On The Run to be that podcast that you're like, when I'm in Vegas, I want to go check in. I want to go do his podcast. I want to go talk to him. I want to go be on an episode. You know? yeah. Pretty cool. Now, who's like your ideal person you would want to interview? Ooh, I got a few. But one uh, person, I don't know if you know him, uh, Patrick Bet David. Yes. PBD, yes. the PBD podcast. That guy to me is like super, super interesting. I would definitely want to talk to him just because I feel like we align on so many things in terms of ideas. Mm-hmm. I think he's, you know, obviously brilliant in business. He's a really good communicator. Mm-hmm. If you listen to him on podcasts, he can talk his ass off. No cursing, no stuttering, no pauses, no getting confused. Talk, 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 talk. And the whole time you're listening, you're like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Like, he's engaging that in that way. And he can talk about so many different things. Like, I agree with him a lot on, like, political issues, but also religiously. Uh, I know he's a Christian, I'm Muslim, but I, I agree with a lot of, like, his principles mm-hmm. in regards to, to religion. Um, I love what he's doing. I love what he did in uh, building his company, selling it, and then starting a media company. And he's just taking risk, making content. Like, that's something super cool to me. Cool. Who's, like, maybe, like, the one per- person or the type of people you would bring on to this podcast? To be honest, anybody. I don't – I'm not someone that, like – I'm not scared to have sit across from anybody. And I'm also not, like – there's very few people I would say no to. And in terms of, like, someone who actually has a message and who has, like, you know, a personality, a name, an idea, whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't tell someone no just because I don't agree with them. Now, now is that your answer as of now? Or do you think maybe when you have 10,000 followers, it will no, still be the same my, exact answer? That's my answer regardless. Because... I'm this is on camera this is gonna be on Spotify YouTube whatever I'm not gonna sell out I don't care how much money I miss out on I can make that back some other way I'm not gonna sell out and say oh people that believe in this yeah you're not allowed to sit there because I think that's stupid if I really think what you think is stupid go ahead and sit in that chair I'm gonna make you look twice as stupid 
proven my point yeah. two times. If I tell you no, that means I'm scared. That means I'm scared either one, you're telling the truth, or I'm scared you're smarter than me and you're going to make me look stupid. And I don't think that low of myself, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't, I wouldn't say no to anybody be like no i don't like what you say so i'm not gonna have you there you know now in terms of expanding your podcast i know you have a, your own little studio here yeah and by little i mean actually hey, little you disrespectful my boy um any plans in the short term long term that you want to yeah man so right now right here where we are i want to ideally either i don't know if they have bigger studios mm. because i haven't gotten the tour and when I got the tour, they were like, yeah, they're all kind of the same size, which to me is like, okay, are they all the same size or are they just they're random size? It's kind of the same size. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, but I just know there has to be like the one right next door. Mm -hmm. I think you've seen it. It looks bigger than this one. It looks like twice as big. So ideally I would want to move into a bigger room. If not, um, along with that, I want to have another one where I want to build a separate studio where I can have a small podcast set and maybe like a recording booth so people can come in and record like vocals, can record instruments, can record a podcast, just a generic little studio. Because I do have like a few friends that I know who, who have podcasts or I'm sure there's people in the city who are like, hey, I want to start. Who are looking you know? for like a studio or anything. Yeah, so I want to have that and then also offer like recording and editing services if that would interest them. So both those things together. And if I can't find a bigger room, mm -hmm. ideally, I'd probably just get two next to each other and be like, hey, I'll sign a three-year lease. Just let me knock the wall down. I'll do the work. Don't even worry. I'll go get the contractor and all that, you know? Yeah. So cool, cool. <clears throat> now kind of moving on, kind of aside from the podcast. Now, yeah. I know, what do you do personally in your own life, work life today? Uh, I mean, we work together, but for the people that don't know, I'm an engineer, so that's what my nine to five is, or my 11 to two is. Um, some of us aren't as lucky as others. Yeah, <laughs> can't say that enough. <laughs> but um, no, the reason why I ask that is because yeah. obviously you have these passions, dreams of this podcast elevating yeah. to the next level, right? And it's like, as of right now, how committed are you to your work life? Compared to your actual podcast life, it's probably 80 20 podcast works. Yeah, and, and, and I figured it was, I, thought, I actually thought it was going to be like 90 10, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I mean, something like that. But I saw, I did see you getting a little bro today. But, anyways, so. First of all, I ain't getting no little bro. Second of all, to be honest, I can't even work because my work depends a lot on like a bunch of other people. Mm. So if I don't got no answers, if I don't have any sh information, I just can't work. I just have to sit there. You know? Yeah. So maybe it's better for me. But the reason I wanted to be an engineer mm. was because when I was little, I saw a bunch of things happening around me mm. that I kind of had no control over. Mm. And it kind of instilled this necessity in me to want to grow up to be the type of man that's like i can handle anything mm. you just bring me any problem i can handle it if life brings me death if life brings me poverty if life mm. brings me you know someone jumping me at night like i want to be able to handle it you know mm. so when i started getting older i didn't even think i was going to go to school to be honest mm. and then i had a good physics teacher in high school I asked him, he's like, oh, you're going to go to college? I'm like, nah, I don't think it's for me, bro, to be honest. He's like, why? Because at that point, I was like, 
I'm not, I'm not gonna brag, but I was like probably the smartest person in his class, and he was like, "Why the fuck are you not going? Mm. You know, there's like some fucking bozo going to some Ivy League, and why are you not going? You're smarter than this fucking yeah. fool." So he, that's when he told me like, "Be an engineer." He's like, "You like doing this shit?" And I'm like, I, mean, "I don't know if I like it, but I'm good at it." Mm. He's like, "Yeah, if you want to make money, be an engineer." And I'm like, "All right, I guess I'll look into it." And then slowly but surely, it kind of made sense that that was going to be the job for me. Because if you look at an engineer, what is an engineer? It's someone that can kind of solve so any problems. kind of problem. Yeah. You know, whatever problem someone comes to brings you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let me look into it. I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. Even if I don't know off the top of my head, I can figure it out. And then I just look at the way my life cycles again. Mm-hmm. And then I look at this. and I'm like, this is the engineering of the creative world. Yeah. Because what better way to build a brand, to build... You know, a name for yourself than having people listen to you speak for an hour or two hours every single week yeah. and see your face and see you talking to different people and seeing your perspective on so many different things mm-hmm. to where now, if I build this big enough, I can make any business I want and people are going to rock with it. Yeah, you can hire out your own engineers and I can hire out my own people. I can hire my boy Alan to, to come on the pod and, you know, be behind the scenes and be my Jamie, basically. So. When I look at it that way, I'm like, it's so interesting yeah. the way it just cycles, cycles, cycles. And, and that's where I'm like, that's where I kind of find peace in myself where other people might question themselves, wondering, like, is this the right thing? Should I yeah. do this? Should I not? Yeah. I'm like, no, this fits. It fits the theme. It fits yeah. the like the bigger picture. So yeah. this has to be yeah, the like, this is who you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and the reason why I brought up your job was, uh, in all honesty, it was not a diss. It's um, a flex, bro. What you mean a diss? No, I, I didn't mean it in the sense of like, Oh, hey, y'all, listen, this is such a nine to five. No, I'm just Yeah, no, 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 no. But no, it was, no, no, it was actually to touch on, because I know you've been kind of hinting at it, but do you think you're, you see yourself as a quote-unquote mechanical engineer two years from now? Nah. And it's like... To be honest, nah, I won't wild out. I think one more year. I think one more year, and then I got to make it happen. Do you have like a... I know you said you kind of like to take the risk and the chances, but do you have like a safety chant goal in mind? Or do you have like, if all else fails, like if for whatever reason, this podcast were to get robbed, everything is gone. The people who said, hey, you got robbed. We think it was an inside job. We're not going to rent out to you no more. Um, your podcast gets taken down on Spotify. YouTube channel gets strikes. What are your next the things? The Matrix, bro. I'm hitting up Andrew Tan. Be like, bro, me and you are just the same. You just like me for real, bro. Let me, uh, let's, let's work. Um, nah, to be honest, I don't, I don't really believe in like safeties, whatever shit. I feel like if you don't believe it's going to work, don't do it. Just go do your safety. Play it safe, bro. It's like the, I think it's a, uh, you know who Alex or Mosey is? Mosey. Yeah, he's a, uh, I think he's Persian. But you should really listen to him. I, I really like the way he speaks, but he, there's one thing he says. He says, um, and I think he said this on the podcast, but he said, if you can't see yourself doing it for one day, don't do it at all. Yeah. And who's, the, who's the guy from Talladega Nights? Uh, Bobby, whatever. Bobby Lee. No, 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 Bobby something. From the movie Talladega Nights, he's a NASCAR racer. When he, when he, he's a racer, and he's like, if you're not first to last, baby. If if you're not first or yeah, last, yeah. If, if it's not your first thing, it's your, uh, yeah, yeah, Wolfer. But uh, that's yeah. I forgot what his name is. Um, but if you're not first or last, mm-hmm. if you're not if you're not here, you're not gonna make it. Yeah. Because look at what it is. 
how competitive is it to have a podcast? How stupid do you have to be to say, I'm smart enough, I'm eloquent enough, I'm good enough, I'm funny enough, I'm whatever it takes enough that people will come here and listen to me speak every single week. How delusional do you have to be? You have to be pretty fucking stupid yeah. to think that. Yeah. On top of that, all the crazy motherfuckers who think that shit are going to compete with you. And not only that, but podcasts are only a fraction of the market. Imagine all the people who would rather listen to music or rather watch YouTube or rather watch movies, anything else. You're competing for a small share of the population. Yeah. It's a highly competitive market. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people battling for your spot. It takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. If your energy is not all here. If, if, if next week I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm tired. I think I'm just going to skip this week. If I keep doing that, I'm yeah. never going to succeed. It's going to fall off, yeah. you know? So it's not that I don't believe in safety. Obviously, I have my nine to five because I do. Mm-hmm. I'm not stupid, right? Yeah. I'm not stupid. Nine. I'm not just going to take a stupid risk. Speak up, little man. That's a not yet. Not yeah, yet, but I, I ain't stupid. Like, I'm not going to take a stupid risk. But at the same time, if it, if push comes to shove, mm-hmm. if, if God, you know, appeared or whatever sign appeared to me in front of me and God was like, you have to choose right now with no safety net podcast or engineer for the rest of your life. I'm like, uh, give me the podcast, bro. I'll make it work. That's how much I believe in it. Um, so, yeah, I, I like to not think too much about the downside. Yeah, I could get robbed. All right, so I'm still alive. I'll make it happen. Yeah, the podcast gets taken out. So fucking what? I'll get someone else to host it. I'll set it up. I know exactly yeah. how to make it work now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's maybe this building burns out. Fuck it. I'll find another office. I'll make it work again. Let's say my fucking banking out gets hacked. I lose all my money. I lose my job. I'm dead broke on the street. Fuck it. I'll make it out. Some way, somehow, I know yeah. I'm going to make it out. Like, yeah. I, as long as I'm alive, I'm chilling. You know, I'll make yeah. it work somehow. And, you know, that's kind of the segue into what I was actually just going to ask you. Um, kind of going back, if you lost everything, or let's just say just today, yeah, you lost everything for the podcast, all the networks, everything you have done, would you start another podcast or would you go a different route? Mm, I think I would start another podcast for sure. One, because I already spent so much time, like, learning the game. And I know I'm no master. I'm probably yeah. like fifty percent there, if that. Yeah. But You're like top one, like ninety percent of people, you know. Nah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> that's <how> disrespectful. <laughs> but one, I spent so long learning the game. Two, I know all the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And three, I really enjoy it. So it would kind of not make that much sense to start something else. So one thing that, so I don't know if for all you guys who don't know, but I used to be a teacher. Um, one of the few things that I learned, uh, or soft skills, I would say when I became a teacher was like my communication skills became like 10 times better. My, my focus became 10 times better when it was something that I really wanted to do. You know, is there something that you learned, whether it was soft skills or hard skills that you decided, Hey, I'm really good at this or, Hey, I never knew how to do this before. And now I'm mediocre at it. Is there something that you learned while doing this podcast? I don't know. I feel like navigating conversations, maybe, because it's not a skill you really practice that often. You don't have to think about telling a story every single day. Yeah. When you're talking to your friends, you're just talking to your friends. Yeah. When you're talking at work, you're just talking at work. Usually, this art is like when you have a presentation at work or presentation at school, some kind of event. Yeah. Like, you practice for it. There's build up for it. It's like a show yeah. kind of you're presenting yeah but here i have to 
it is that yeah but it's hard to think about it that way yeah because if you do you're not coming it, off as genuine it's you know, not genuine it's too robotic and it doesn't work the same yeah. so it's kind of an art to be able to like right now i'm speaking to you this is not how we would speak if we were outside at all right yeah like it, it so, is yeah. in terms of like the jokes and and the tones yeah. and this but the cadence, the flow, the the responses, the thinking out answers, the yeah. different type of insightful mm-hmm. questions. This isn't how we would talk outside. This is like it's a little scene, you know. So yeah. practicing that has been something pretty. Do you think good. like when people don't have like these quote unquote scenes where they're actually talking, mm-hmm. like as if they were talking to their friends, like without any cameras, without any microphones? Do you think that sometimes is an issue, or do you think that actually gives off like some type of true genuine? Um, I think. It's good, but it can only grow so much because eventually you want something structured. You know, mm. it's like when people start YouTube and you can tell their editing is ass. Yeah, They're, they don't have the best equipment. They don't have anything. And it's cool. It goes viral. People yeah. fuck with it and you grow. But eventually you see like you can only grow so much. Yeah. Now I have to upgrade the mics. Now I have to get an editor and get some good graphics. I have yeah. to have a logo. I have to have an intro. I have to have an outro. And and there is a point where you have too much of that. Yeah. There is a point where you t- put too much emphasis on like. Oh, I have a $1,000 microphone. I'm in a $500,000 studio, but my content is just trash because yeah. I think everything it's else like, is going to carry. It's like $10 content. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that is where you have to really place your focus on like knowing that it's kind of an ebb and flow. It's, yeah. it's a balance. You have to you have to find the adequate balance for you to be able to succeed. I think it's interesting because like you just mentioned that even as friends, we wouldn't necessarily talk like this about as friends or like if we were not here with our cameras, just kind of like the way the, st- the structure conversation is. But it's like one thing to also realize is that like a lot of people say they can be comedians. They can do podcasts, right? And it's because it's like, hey, I can talk to my friends. I can do this. I can do that. But people don't realize that that's actually like your quote unquote safe space. How many times have you noticed when you're talking to your friends or to family, right? And family, it's like a, it could be like a blood, blood brother or blood related or even like people who are really close to you. But how many times do you often like not speak to each other when you guys are sitting with each other? It's not that you guys hate each other. It's not that you guys don't have anything to do. It's kind of like, hey, there's nothing wrong with us actually just being in the presence of each other, you know? And in terms of actually watching a podcast or in some cases, like if you're actually a comedian, you can't just be like, this is cool. I'm not going to yeah. say anything, you know? You can't take breaks, especially one-on-one. Yeah. Like if I had a co-host. I can sometimes take breaks when I'm like, oh, he, he's flowing right now. He's asking good questions. Mm-hmm. He's in a good dialogue. I'm just sitting back watching, taking notes, yeah. listening, so preparing my questions, you know? But for me, it's like, I don't have that. I don't. I, it's me, you know? Yeah. Once he's done talking, it's me. Yeah. I go, what next question, next segue, next whatever. And what's interesting is I've seen that a lot because sometimes I'll, I'll bring guests. Mm-hmm. And before we set everything up, I'm talking to them. I like to talk to people because... I like to break the ice mm-hmm. and also get kind of like a sense of what we should talk about just by talking to them before. So I might just ask them random questions like, hey, bro, so how'd you do this? How'd you do that? As I'm setting up. And then we'll re-talk about it on the podcast. But now I know how to ask more questions yeah. about it. Or you but, structure it like a different way so you can get yeah, like that. Yeah. So, but the, the interesting is I'll, I'll, speak up, I'll speak to them and it's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, it's just like talking to the homies, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll ask questions, they respond, whatever. As soon as I turn the camera on, it's awkward. It's weird. And I sense that. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, podcast time. You know Come on, do? buddy. Flip the switch. But for them, they're like, oh, oh shit, the camera's there? Uh, this so, something different for uh, them, you know? Yeah. Like, they, they think they have to fake it or they think they have to mm-hmm. act differently. But I'm like, no, let me do it. 
I do that part. You're just yourself. It's kind of you, you just, gay. No, 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 no. Like, you don't have to fake it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, I the know host. what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm the host. I, I change. I make the storyline. I guide the structure mm-hmm. of the show. You just answer my question. You have easy, bro. Just talk about yourself. Yeah, talk about yourself. You know? and, yeah. and that should be the easiest thing when you're talking to somebody. You know, it's like when you first meet somebody uh, or like, I guess, like, quote, unquote, like, best way to talk up to someone the very first time is have them talk about themselves because people love to talk about themselves right you say oh how do you do this wait you're majoring in mechanical engineering why did you make your major in mechanical engineering and boom that gets people to be like oh yeah they care about my life my life is up on a pedestal you know so it's like it's almost weird with that as soon as you actually want to elevate someone's lifestyle into a pedestal they kind of get all shaky and such you know well, it's normal because if it happens on a regular outside, they're like, yeah, let me flex a little bit because it's just going to die right then and there. Yeah. Like, it's not recorded. It's not on camera. It's not an audio. After this conversation, you go your way. I go my way. And that's where it dies. But when you're here, you're thinking about everything. You're thinking about what should I say? What should I not say? Maybe outside they would have lied to me and they'd be like, oh, yeah, this happened because of this. But right now, when you're in front of the camera and you yeah. know someone's going to listen to this and they're like, yeah. you fucking liar, that's not how it happened. Yeah. Like, I have to tell the truth. I have to be honest. I have to be vulnerable. I have to be this. So it kind of, for them, it feels like they have to flip a switch. If you're not genuine, it's going to feel like you have to flip a switch. Because I've had guests that are genuine. Um, shout out to the homie Koli. He has a, a podcast too, uh, the Rigor Vigor podcast. But when I had him on, we talked that. No one knows this, but that episode would have been like three, four hours long. Oh, but shit. we lost an, an hour of like 45 minutes of footage because the audio stopped recording. Mm-hmm. And I was so pissed because we had some some good stuff in there, too. But he because he is also a podcast host, mm-hmm. he understands. Yeah. So he was, he's able to flip the switch for him, too. And he got vulnerable. He started being honest. He started you know saying some real shit. And because we kind of understood each other, for me, that's like my our my best episode yet. If I, if I had to tell people, like, listen to one episode, I would say listen to that one. Mm. You're going to learn the most out of that one. You're going to, like, really, it, it feels like I'm watching a movie. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, and then I know kind of going to, like, you, you, or at least in this podcast, you put, you've invested time, money. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had people come out and help. Is there something that you regret currently that you maybe didn't put enough time money effort into so far yeah those fucking sound panels right there bro shit pissing me off yeah <laughs> kind of looks like you got it from like the 99 cents yeah to be bro it looks fucking stupid but mm, that's a good question i don't i don't think so i take especially right now mm-hmm. i take all the losses on the chin and i'm like fuck it bro i had to happen that way so i can learn yeah i'd rather fuck up now i'd rather learn now like yeah just like what i was talking about we lost an hour of footage there's times where the fucking the batteries are not charged, the SD cards are full. There's times we lost audio. I remember, I don't know. We recorded like a few episodes that my brother was supposed to be on. I think oh. to this day, that episode we have with you, well, that was yeah. the funniest episode ever. I love that episode. But that episode we have us three, I think there was like two before that that he was supposed to be on, and every single time oh, the yeah. footage got fucked up. Um, so just stuff like nah. that. No, no, Jared, if you're watching, he lying. Sort <laughs> yeah. of guy. So because of that. Because of that, um, those kinds of things where I'm like, imagine that would have happened with like someone super famous that yeah. would only get one chance to talk yeah. to. I'll be pissed. You're, you're quote unquote lucky. It happens yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, so I'm, I am lucky. It happened now. Like I, I do take those things now. So we're now I'll double check every time before I leave the house. Boom. 
at least one battery each charge yeah. for the cameras. I got the portable chargers. I got the chargers here. I got all the cables I need. I got everything ready. I test the mics before mm. where like before I would just be careless and start recording. And then the audio's ass. Yeah. You know? So yeah, stuff like that. I'm I'm just like super wary, super on top. And I know it's hard because it's just me. Mm. So it's a lot of things to think about because I have to think about setting up. While at the same time, mentally preparing, being like, how do I break you down? Yeah. How do I get you to be vulnerable? What yeah. questions do I ask? How do I respond to your questions? What tone do I use? Yeah. How do I guide the conversation? Those kind of things, you know? Yeah. Is there like, I think certain type of guests that you feel like you feel out the vibe and it's like, you probably shouldn't make a joke or there's some jokes that you probably shouldn't be able to say to them because they're, you know, that they're going to get offended or, you know, that mm. they're not going to get it to get the jokes. Nah, not really. Because I'm like, what are you going to do? Fight me, but I'll beat your ass. <laughs> On camera? <laughs> On camera. And then, then I'm going viral, so do yeah. me a favor. Do me a favor. Um, nah, but I don't really feel like I, should, I shouldn't make jokes. Mm. Sometimes it just doesn't happen because their tone is kind of serious. Yeah. And I'm like, if I make a joke and they just like close off then the episode's ass yeah, yeah so it's not yeah. really about me being scared if they're gonna like yeah. think i'm crazy or be like shut the fuck up i'll be like bitch you shut the fuck up why you can't hear to speak speak bitch <laughs> yeah um it's not really that it's more just i know what i have to do to make the episode good yeah so sometimes i have to be serious yeah. sometimes i have to be funny sometimes yeah. i have to be i have to push a little bit to dig and sometimes mm -hmm. they make it clear where they're like this is all i'm saying i'm like all right i won't i won't push more you know Maybe we could talk after, or you just don't want to speak on that. Yeah. Yet. Now, so you work as an engineer full yeah. time. Yeah. You do my five fours a week. You're you're part time. That yeah. takes up most of your time is this podcast. But is there any other hobbies that you do on a weekly basis? Is there something that you still have a passion for that you still have time for to dedicate outside yeah. of this? Because I know you said you're dedicating a lot of time, money, and effort into this. Yeah. It sure does probably leave you exhausted at the end of the uh, week. Yeah. Fucking exhausted, bro. To be honest, stuff that I dedicate time to, not really. This is kind of what I do. This and kind of learning more social media, learning how to edit. Like, stuff revolving yeah. around this. But stuff I like to do, yeah, it's just I don't have time to, like, actually put the amount of attention I should into it. Like, for example, I like to golf. Mm. Whereas if I didn't do this pod, maybe I'd take lessons. Maybe I'd go during the week after yeah. work. Maybe I'd go to the range at least in the evenings and practice. Maybe I'd do this. But it kind of leaves you no time for that. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, I'll go play on Sunday and I'm getting ass, but yeah, it's still fun, you know, yeah. or shooting or things like that where I'm like, okay, if I actually dedicate my time to shooting, I could probably get really good mm. because I'm going there. I'm practicing, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, setting up my targets a specific way, measuring, doing all these things. But because I don't, it's just like, oh, it's just fun. I'll go there and I'll shoot. And yeah, so. Not really. This is this is this is, this is your full time thing, though. Yeah, basically. And and would you say as of right now, is it something that you're happy paying the price for? Because here's the one thing, there's an engineering professor. He's kind of ass now. I'm not Who? gonna say any names. Who? Uh, but I took him for my freshman year, and Who? uh, Dr. Fur. I don't think you know him. Uh, no, nah, but I heard some. Yeah. Some, some shit questionable about shit about him. Hell, question. No, but the one thing I, I do appreciate about him is that uh, before COVID, I think he was probably one of the best professors I ever had. The way he taught was really great, and unfortunately, that I think it's that, it's that vaccine. I'm telling you. Well, it's well. I no, think unfortunately, what happened was that <laughs> yeah, we gonna take it off YouTube. People, people, people got it. People took advantage of him, and that's what I think kind of led him to down a whole stray of like 
him being now being blackballed by the university. Yeah. It's kind of like um, when COVID happened, he was very understanding. If you said, hey, my my sister got COVID uh, or I have COVID, I have to isolate. And he'd yeah. be like, hey, is there anything that you need? Uh, yeah, my home. He, he wouldn't even he wouldn't even wait for you to respond. He'd say, hey, I know homework's due Thursday. Turn it in Friday. You know, and it's like small things like that where he was like he was very understanding because he was a student like us, you know. And at first, it was something, like, you could be really grateful for. I remember, like, actually, he started a podcast right at the start of COVID. And what's that shit called? Go talk uh, about time shit. is money, I think. Or time, time money, money, and freedom. But I know. Uh, I'm coming on that pod soon, my boy. Actually, he stopped it now. But that's what I thought. He seen the big dog start up his pod. But I, I know that as exams came through. And remember, this is just a freshman level engineering class. It could be considered a weeder class. People just started taking advantage of it. Hey, Dr. Farr, uh, my grandparent died. I got to go to a funeral. I know this midterm is. And then you check their Instagram story. They yeah, they're, 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 they're in California on the Cali- beach. Getting crab yeah. legs, you know? <laughs> crab legs? Yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck do you get crab legs, bro? <laughs> Who the fuck faking their grandma's death to get crab legs, bro? Yeah. <laughs> God, read me crab legs whenever, bro. It was a fucking I, event. It was delicacy. They went out. Unemployment. But anyways, uh, I just remember him. So like, so he... he SDK? A, 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 real, a real engineer, he thought of a solution that would best fit everybody. And so to him, and while I don't think it might have been the best, was to actually give out the answers to all the homework problems. And he'd say... I want you to tell me how comfortable you feel about it. If you do one problem and you think it's easy, do three. If you find them all easy, turn them in to me. If you did one problem, you find it kind of hard, do five. If you found them kind of difficult, do another three. So you had eight questions. Now remember, all the homework was answers were posted. So you can, it was a real test of, like, I guess, morality. Like, whether or not you actually believe that you deserve that, or you know? See, but this is where he fucked up. Because what you fail to realize is that engineering pushes you to find the simplest solution possible. Yeah. And what's yeah. This, what, what is the goal? The goal isn't to become a good engineer. Yeah. That's not what school's for. The goal is to pass. The, the goal, goal is to pass. pass, hopefully with the highest grade possible. Like, the, the ratio of work to success mm-hmm. has to be as... I as think low as possible uh, the least work i can do for the best you know for the best, best performance for the best efficiency result that's yeah, what it is that's what it is so when you're doing that you're like of course they're gonna fucking cheat yeah idiot yeah i want to pass yeah i'm gonna fuck about learning I th- I th- i'd rather not learn and get a 99 than learn and get it and have to retake the class bozo i'm I, not gonna pay for this shit and sit here again idiot i think the one thing that he underestimated is that it takes a a certain, a certain level of maturity. Someone sent him this shit, man. Fucking both. Nah, it takes a certain level. Alan of said that, not me. He's still at the university. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it takes a certain level of maturity to expect <laughs> that people will honestly say like, "Hey, I can imagine you, dude, you're talking to 18, 19 year olds, and you're like, hey, dude, I want you to understand that this is something that's going to benefit you in the future.' Of you course, nah, they don't give a fuck about they that. Give shit, a rat's you know? ass about my future. I want to yeah. have money. Yeah. Oh, that's the only reason I signed up for engineers. Yeah. Money. You know all that bullshit I said about wanting to fix fun? Fuck, I just want money at the end, not just like. Yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, there's one thing that that he was he was always very thoughtful. And that's the one thing that, that kind of stuck with me is that he gave these thought-provoking thoughts. And it was like, if you, or I don't know if you, everybody knows, but teachers, they don't work 40 hours a week. They traditionally work 50, 60 hours a week. They're basically the podcasters of the education yeah. world. Yeah, and... 
the one thing that he was talking about is he had two kids and he was saying that oh i wouldn't i don't mind staying an extra 10 minutes 20 minutes after school to help someone during office hours or helping someone for that and the one thing that's that he said that struck to me was it does cost you he's like you don't realize it yet but it costs you if you decide if you spend eight hours a day going to work 30 minutes to commute then once you get home 30 minutes to eat two hours for your family if you spend instead of eight hours eight hours and a half where are you eating that time instead the commute's still going to be a fixed time or give or take a margin of error Basically, yeah. but now instead of you having family time for two hours that turns into an hour and a half Just and eat with your family idiot no nah, but it, it, you get the principle of it. it's like you're yeah, yeah. you're you're costing it because in that moment you don't you're not paying for it you're really not paying for it until you get home or until a couple hours later that's where you start to feel it and many people won't feel it the first day second day third day but how many people get divorced after a whole year you know and it's like people say then say oh i never saw it coming of course you didn't see it coming. Uh, yeah i remember actually seeing that like i think it was his website or some shit like randomly i was i found it and he was talking about how he does no work on the weekends or stuff like that because mm-hmm. he's like i don't believe in taking away my time to do what i want to do or taking away my time to be with my family and all those things yeah and it makes sense um but it's just like sometimes you have to sacrifice buddy yeah. like yeah it's all fine and dandy you want lovey-dovey time you want fucking sunshine and rainbows but sometimes you gotta sacrifice buddy what can i tell you yeah what do would, would i not want to be home with my family right now yeah yeah that's would an want, obvious I, answer yeah would i not want to be with my dog would i not want to be even just fucking relaxing on my bed doing nothing Would i not want to be resting so tomorrow when i wake up i'm not fucking exhausted yeah yeah, but so I gotta come in here and bust my ass because I want to make something happen, you know. But the the issue is, the big issue is, you can't judge everybody as a monolith. So when you have that respect system and you treat everybody the same, you're assuming everybody's gonna behave a specific way, yeah. which is Catering not gonna be, your needs, you which know? is not gonna be the case. Yeah. Some people are actually gonna benefit from that. Some people are just gonna cheat and not care. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you like, have to live with what 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 you give. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so I, that's what something I did just find interesting. I know a little segue, but um, kind of going to like the next question I had for you was that yeah. um, outside of your podcast, outside of your job, is there any sources of income that you actually look forward to? Is there any sources of income that you used to have that now you probably have kind of lowered down or you kind of keep track every now and then instead of daily? Um, fuck, man. I hope the IRS not watching or some shit. Um, not to be honest, like, or it doesn't actual, have to be sources of income. Is there any hypothetical sources of income you would if consider? If I could, if, that you would consider, that I would consider. Um, to be honest, I want to get into real estate. That's a big one. Touch flipping. I want to get into. I mean, yeah. With the Roberto, we gotta tell the Roberto story after this. After this, <laughs> but. We, uh, uh, I'm gonna tell a story, and then we need to get him on here. You think he will pull up? Probably. He be like, he be fucking jumping off the walls though. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come in here. Give him a perk so he can sit his ass in the fucking chair. Bro. You gotta come in and see the fucking. Like, is that my couch? <laughs> yeah, bozo, you <laughs> sold it to me, idiot. He be like, is that my bar? Is that how you fucking treating this piece of shit? <laughs> That's true. We gotta cover it, bro. Cause I feel cover, bad. Yeah, I feel bad. We fucked up his nah, shit. Dude, you gotta put it like fucking right here with lights on it or some shit, dude. Before he comes. I mean, I can not. I can put those lights. Yeah, on put it, those yeah. lights there, dude. Um, yeah. So sources of income. I mean, to be honest, not really. Like, I don't 
consistent consistent no but mm-hmm. i've been known to like flip some shit you know so if i find something whatever it is mm-hmm. like watches shoes whatever i'll be like yeah i'll buy it and i'll flip it and then that's something i really used to do uh back in the day i remember there was a phase during like early high school i want to say with my brother when it started getting popular on youtube for people like to go like ross or burlington or anywhere and buy a bunch of shit like shoes jerseys whatever fake dude and sell them all i mean i don't know if they are or not but we used to do that shit me and my brother we used to go there we used to buy football cleats uh jerseys like nba nfl even college jerseys uh soccer cleats anything we could find like toys too sometimes action figures and shit yeah we used to go there we used to like you know cash out buy them all and then post them on ebay and then sell them all ship them all and yeah we did that for a while and then i started kind of leveling up into other shit yeah so yeah i would sell like watches shoes like anything that was hard to come by Mm -hmm. um and possibly not able to be mentioned on this podcast. no drugs though i never sold drugs um but yeah stuff like that i used to i used to i used to do that like high school days in the so, high school days so eventually the goal is that this podcast wouldn't need as much time and effort from you mm-hmm. at a certain point and once it reaches that point is there any sources of income i know you just mentioned that you like looking watches shoes and even you touch on real estate now i don't know if you have you have you kind of dipped your toes into real estate thus far? Uh, I've, I've been i've done like partial investing mm-hmm. i haven't been like I, i've never done a deal where i've been the sole investor mm-hmm. like just going in by myself mm-hmm. but i've have done deals where i know friends who do it and they're like hey bro like here's a good opportunity if you want to start getting to know the game a little bit mm-hmm. i'm like yeah let me know and then i'll go in with like five people or something or like 10 people depending on like how much the property is and yeah. then it gets divvied up that way um but oh. yeah watches is something i really care about like i love watches so ideally uh, I want to start getting more into watches, not really flipping per se, but more collecting, collecting and then also being like a plug, you know, like when you actually start getting buzz and you start getting known for that. Yeah. Uh, it's easier because people will want to sell to you or buy from you. Yeah. So ideally, like I'd love to be able to just like trade for like super rare watches, yeah. have them around for a little bit, maybe wear them a few times and then being like, all right, let me find, let me help someone who would want this, want watch. this watch. Yeah. Yet. And then find a home for it, you know, and just move watches that way and, and be in the game that way just as a hobby. But real estate is something that I really want to get into. Um, ideally What's the, stopping you from getting into real estate. Is it just, just a, time, just, just time? time. Yeah. Like right now uh, I want to, and also like, capital i feel like to really getting started into doing it where it takes less time to do real estate mm. you have to have more capital like just cash on hand and because i am muslim like it's it's difficult for us because we're not allowed to take advantage of like high interest rates mm. or interest in general like anything that kind of makes interest like loans and stuff like that like we're told to stay away from that because yeah. it's kind of it can be predatory so it's outlawed like religiously so because of that it takes a little bit more capital or you have to do it with like people who would not give you interest rate. Like there's ways to get a loan that's yeah, like, like a permanent money loan. Yeah, yeah, kind of stuff. So yeah, that and then I do want to start getting into. I probably the next one I want to start getting into is like clothes, um, clothes and hats. Like hats. When you I say have clothes, like in terms of like actually like having a style for yourself, or even like having a style for yourself and then expanding on that, making your own type of style. Um. What do you mean? So, like, you know, uh, have you seen NBA players when they walk down the, like, 
pre-games they're wearing like some of these crazy ass fits. ass fits yeah like so the Kyle to, Kuzma weird ass but, but to them they're in the style you know yeah and then uh, I don't know if you but you might start your own clothing brand so yeah. you might start selling that type of style yeah do you see yourself kind of getting into some t- type of style it doesn't have to be like those crazy ass fits but do you see yourself trying to get finding your own style or do you think you have your own style and you just kind of want to get it more into like selling making clothes or even just like expanding on in an arbitrage i think it has to be your own style you if you're going to start it, it has to be different because if you're going to make something somebody else already makes why am i going to go with you i'd rather go with this guy who's been doing it for five years he knows exactly what to do he has better ideas than you he knows the game more than you mm. so either you start your own style or get out That's what if i started that, my what if i started my own short business i'm putting you out of business you last in two months and then i'm like yeah, that bozo. Don't fuck with him. Come get shorts over here. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, but just make socks, dude. Now I want to make hats. I want to start with hats. I want to start making hats. So, board printing co. Where I made the stickers. Uh, he, the owner is gonna be a guest soon. That two weeks or next week actually. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely need to talk to him. I want to talk to him. I want to do business with him because he's a super genuine dude. Like good vibes as soon as like as soon as I, I messaged him to get stickers he got right back to me he was like yep tell me when tell me how send me the logo boom pay it i pulled up and i had a question for him he's like yeah yeah come here i'm just gonna show you a tour of the whole thing gave me a whole conversation he asked me questions he like showed me love you know and for mm. me like i saw this thing that was about jewish people I, I randomly saw a reel and they have like people wonder why they're so powerful but they have like this i forgot what the word is but it's a the word to describe the way they do business money no no, no. listen bro we're gonna get taken down bro. <laughs> zuckerberg's training with adesanya and volkanovsky we're about to get fucked up but nah so they have this word that describes how they do business and the word basically implies that the way they do business they'll shop and do business with someone oh, in their community yeah yeah, I know even if about. it charges, even if if the service is worse and they charge more, yeah, then they would ever do service with someone outside, yeah. and that's something I want to apply, yeah, because for me it makes way more sense, right? If you're my friend and you have a shorts business, mm-hmm. even if I think your shorts are ass and you're charging ten, twenty dollars too much, I'm gonna wear your shorts mm-hmm. because you're my friend and yeah. I support you and I care about you. I might walk up to you and be like, hey, bro. You never th- think about switch up the style, switch up the material, do this, do that. And I'll be like, I don't know. Like, have you seen what they're doing over there? Give you ideas. But I will always rep your shit more than I'm going to rep anyone else's. Right? Do you think there comes a certain point where you don't find it logical to? So let's just say I were to come out with a, like a short sprinter. If mm-hmm. Buddy were to come out with a clothing brand. Yeah. But it's straight ass. Like, starts ripping after the third wash. Yeah. Um, and you know you you said some stuff you're like hey you know what maybe have you considered maybe like a cooler design it's basic it's probably like a hanes t-shirt with like the small ass logo is there a point where you just say hey you know i'll I'll buy every now and then but understand that anytime i do go out i'm not going to be wearing just your things your product your yeah, merchandise. yeah. I'll, 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 i'm wearing other shit like just because you make a shorts brand doesn't mean i can't wear my nike shorts or some shit yeah. if i'm out my my point is though, like, I'm never gonna go outside and be like and, and post a video of like, oh look at these badass shorts I got, and it's oh, somebody it's like else's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, instead of yours, yeah, I always promote yours, mm-hmm. even if I think they're ass, right? Mm-hmm. The only reason I wouldn't is if you're a scamming, 
if you're promising something that that it's not and you're scamming yeah. and i see it yeah i can't promote that anymore because now i'm misleading people i'm doing mm. wrong too but if you just have a product even if it's whack i'm like okay bro i'll support you because you're my friend yeah you know um now if i'm gonna invest money into it, if you're like hey bro i want to like can you go, go in this business mm. with me yeah, I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah, I'm gonna do business with you. But if you're, if I'm, if I'm gonna put my money into it and I'm seeing the material's ass, I'm like, all right, we're done with that material. We're done with that t-shirt blink. We're gonna go use this. Yeah. We're gonna use this supplier. We're gonna use this printer. Um, and it's the same way for me. It's like I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what his prices are. I yeah. Know, well, right hand to God, I swear to God, I haven't even asked what his prices are. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do business with him though because he showed me love like that. I'm like. Mm. And on top of that, like, if I am being true to myself, if, if I'm doing this for the reason that I'm saying I'm doing mm -hmm. it, why would I be like, oh, now nah, let me find something in China. Yeah. Let me find something in California. Yeah. Let me find something. Nah, I'd rather work with him because I know he yeah. showed me love and he's from the city. So why would I yeah. not? Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Where do you see yourself, like, outside? Like, like as mentioned, that you realistically don't want to be putting all your time and effort into this podcast yeah when it comes on the line maybe five years from now yeah where do you see yours or your personal life being at whether that's being in five a spiritual in a spiritual state in a mental state in mm -hmm. a emotional state or a physical state do you where do you find yourself five years from now well married hopefully because that's in the works soon shout out to my girl um but yeah married probably a one or two kids um in five years yeah, I'm gonna be. Damn. I'm gonna be 30, bro. Uh, we can't have a little Brandon walk running around. I'm a, I'm a Buddhist ass. Listen, it's gonna be four little Brandons walking around. Uh, <laughs> but no, nah, yeah, for sure. Uh, married, maybe one kid. I'll say one kid at least. Ideally two. Um, slow family life. Probably have you know my house to ourselves. Do you plan on residing here in Vegas for the rest of your life? I don't think so. That sounds so fake of me to say, yeah. but I don't know. I, I'm definitely gonna have a house here. Mm. I am gonna have a house here, and it sounds crazy, but I kind of do want to have my kids grow up here because I feel yeah. like it's different. It's different than anywhere else. Like you learn a lot here. Like life is cool here, but I don't know. I guess at the same time, I haven't lived anywhere else, so mm -hmm. I can't really say. And I feel like when you have kids, it's different. Yeah, because just because i don't live in vegas doesn't mean i don't care about vegas like it's the same as like if you grow up in the hood you don't want to live in the hood forever move yeah. out bro move yeah. out and people know that people are gonna talk shit because as soon as i move out they're like i thought you were vegas bro yeah. i thought you i thought you want to help the city bro why are you living there bro why are you this and i'm like i'm trying to help bro just because i'm somewhere else don't mean i'm not trying to help mm. but maybe it just so happens that vegas is it gets shitty and then i i can't have my kids here yeah. you know if i'm single and i'm me i'm like fuck it, i'm in the trenches every day i don't care i'm risking my life yeah. but if i have to raise a family if i have to make sure my wife is good my kids are good like i i gotta make a better i gotta make a choice for something bigger than myself you know but for sure one thing i do want to say is like i it's not that all my time for the podcast is going to go to something else i'm still mm. going to put the same amount of time yeah it's just now instead of having to think about scheduling and posting mm -hmm. on my social media you're outsourcing and, and, all that work yeah and like setting up all the cameras and editing and doing all that shit now i just get to think about yeah. what i'm gonna say think about the story yeah so now the story gets even better yeah you know that's cool that's cool man but i'm talking about family like 
do you where else do you see yourself besides Vegas? You think out of out of the country? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Just because I feel like it's hard to live in a system where the government is kind of actively going against your beliefs. Mm. Like actively promoting stuff. Mm. I'm not gonna break down everything. I yeah. think we all know the way the world is going, not just America. Yeah. Like everywhere in the world is kinda of getting more it's hard, you know. It's hard. You know, yeah. I'm scared to send my kids to school because I don't know. First, I don't know what's going to happen to them with yeah. all the crazy motherfuckers running around off their meds or crazy because mentally. And second, I don't know what the teachers are going to share them yeah. and, and indoctrinate them with. So I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know? And especially it's crazy that yeah. if you think about it, like uh, even you as a kid or us as kids, like that was daycare for us. You know? Oh, yeah. That was us eight hours a day being fed whatever we yeah whatever exactly. it was now it's lucky for us or i would like to say lucky for it was us, different yeah it was like different in the sense of like look look where we're at now you know we're having these like intellectual thoughts it's not like we're like sitting back and you know a lot of things i do think it's a, like a point of perspective you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like me and you might have the same exact experience but i might have taken it differently than you would you know yeah. your life trajectory might have changed this way mine might have went that way you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but i feel like like especially nowadays dude like I don't know. Would you would you ever consider like homeschooling your kids? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, that's probably what I'm gonna do anyway. Because I'm like, would rather someone else teach them or me teach them? Yeah. Like, yeah, you got a degree, but that degree don't mean shit. Because I know if we take a test, I'm smarter than you. So, what are we talking about? Plus, I don't know what your faith is. I don't know what your beliefs are. And yeah. even if you say, "Oh yeah, I'm keeping that out," like we see, it's so not like yeah. All over social media, you see little kids getting taught about the craziest stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all really think this is cool? Yeah. Like, logically, and yeah. I don't know how people justify it, but they do. So that's the one reason I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think eventually I would kind of have to leave, but I, I'm not here to talk bad about Vegas. Yeah. Especially, at least the people. Oh, you know, yeah. I no, love the people. Yeah, no, like, definitely. I love it here. I love the food here. My family's here. I grew up here. All the memories of my life. Just here, here. Yeah. like me growing up being in the streets me growing up like going to school meeting friends getting in fights playing sports like everything like everything's yeah. here I, I can go go there and be like yeah this is where it happened you know yeah so it sucks but i feel yeah. like if it has to happen it has to happen like i'm not opposed to it yeah that's interesting because uh i've always been good like communicating with like people younger than me like kids you know, like, uh, what do you mean by that? No, nah, I, mean, I mean, it's in the sense of like, that's kind of like how I got kind of like swayed into be, being a teacher. Yeah. Cause I always, always like had a good relationship oh. talking to people, especially people who are younger than me. Yeah. Cause I always, to me, it was always like, I want to, I want to help you do something that I made a mistake on, do, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and you know, this like a lot of people in the hood, they think it's a dead end. They don't think that they have the education, the smarts yeah. to do special things, right? But it's like, to me, when I was growing up, or when I became of the age to kind of think about like kids and the family and such, I always said, yeah, you know, I would have loved to have like four kids. I'm a family of six kids, you know? Yeah. So to me, it was like, I always want to have a big family, you know? But dude, that's the reason years has been coming by. I've been kind of like, you don't want to have kids? Do I even want to have a kid? You nah, know? you have to. But I, ah. Uh, you have to. I, I'll I, tell you why. Because the motherfucker who believes crazy shit. He's got three crazy kids that he's feeding that crazy shit to. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 
So if you have good beliefs, if you're a good person, if you're a moral person, if you're a religious person, you're morally sound, you make good choices, you believe in traditional values. If you say, no, the world is too radical for me to have kids. You know how soft the fucking world is right now? You know how easy life is right now? As crazy as it seems. Yeah. You know how fucking easy it is right now? Yeah. Imagine your ancestor was like, ain't gonna lie, there's not that much food looking like it's gonna be here next year. I don't know if I should have a kid. And your whole fucking, all your generations down to you would have been gone. Don't be a fucking pussy and say, I'm, I'm not going to have kids. Or what. No, you should have fucking 10 kids. You should have 10 kids and teach them morals and teach them fucking principles and teach them about God and teach them how to live a good, righteous life. And I promise you, one of those kids, it's worth probably like five of those crazy kids. Yeah. So yeah. that's just, that's my perspective. That's why, like... That's why for me, I'm like, I'm so big on family. I've always been big on family. Like, I've always known I wanted to have kids, like a lot of kids. Because mm. for me, that's like the biggest treasure in life. Like, the, you don't get any bigger accomplishments than seeing your kid succeed and seeing your yeah. kid happy and seeing them grow. But then I start to think about that, too. And I used to be the same way. I'm like, fuck, dude, do I even want to have kids? Like, it's kind of crazy, bro. But then I'm like, no, I have to. Because one, I, if I do believe I'm good, I have to fight against the bad. I'm not going to be around to fight against the bad forever. So I got to have my kids who are going to fight against the bad. And then their kids are going to fight against the bad. And then just like I told you, right? Imagine my ancestor was like, ain't going to lie, it's a little racist out here, bro. I don't think we should have kids. Yeah. Nope. My grandma had 10 kids. My mom has three kids. I'm going to have four kids. Hopefully my kids have five kids each and I have like fucking 50 grandchildren, you know? Yeah. Something like that. Interesting. Interesting. I'm kind of, kind of fresh out of questions, so let me put it back onto you. Is there anything that you want to ask me? Let me ask you. In terms of like the conversations that we've had today. Today, not really, but I, I, you're someone I enjoy talking to. I feel like you have, I don't know, you're not monotone, but you're very level. You're very level-headed. You kind of speak on what you know. And you listen when you don't know. And that's something people don't have. Like, yeah. sometimes when they don't know, they, they fake it or they want to yeah. speak or they change the conversation. But you're someone yeah. that really likes to listen. And when you when you, when you you do have a thought, like, you don't ever interrupt. That's what I've noticed about you. Yeah. If I'm speaking, even if I'm being a dumbass, or even if I cut you off, you never cut me back off. You always yeah. just let me finish and then you speak after. Shout out the dumbass to be a dumbass. <laughs> then we're going to stoop down to there. All, right, <laughs> all right, Mr. 48 Laws of Power. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, but to, that's actually interesting that you brought that up because uh, I want to say that growing up, I, uh, I mean, like I said, when I first started growing up, like I would say I was like pretty, pretty self, like, like introverted and such, you know. But I found out, like, but I also had anger issues, you know. And I like one day it hit me it was like, or like, yeah, dude, I used to have anger issues that I would get in fights all the time. And I have scars actually on my knuckles from like getting into fights and such. But one day it hit me, it was like. You also got a lot of bumps on your head. No, but it's like, it hit me, it's like, what, does, what do I gain from this, really? You know? Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to fight, you know? But there's always a time and place to do a certain type of action, you know? And I think most. And growing up, like you said, when you grew up, there was a lot of things that you saw that was out of your control, you know? And the one thing that I learned is control. That's the one thing that you can control. 
it's how you feel how you act so and i know we, we haven't even we've known each other for a long time but i wouldn't even say that we've known each other in the extremes you haven't i wouldn't say that i have seen you in the low of your life i haven't seen you at the most high of your life you haven't seen me at my most low. you haven't seen me at my most high but it's something to consider because to me that's what's most important if i have seen you on your low or you have seen me in my low I want to be a example of like, hey, I know how to keep my control. Because you know how many people when, like you said, you don't have really have a safety net per se. But how many people, as soon as they lose, let's just say, it could be even something very minimal, like their phone, you know. Or I think what's crazy is like when people lose their vape and they go, oh, all fucking sick. Oh, listen, I was not not to sidetrack, but the other day I was watching youtube while i was editing just mm. random shit that because I, I put something and it just goes recommended recommended, yeah. recommended so i ended up on like it's not cops but it's like a, a youtube show where they show like uh people getting arrested and all that shit yeah they arrested this girl and like she was being uh, she was being a bitch like just giving the cops attitude whatever mm. she was obviously in the wrong yeah so they're like we're gonna arrest you whatever and she was like no nah, fuck y'all whatever and then she tried to run away mm. she was like 18 or 19 so they get her. Obviously, she's yeah. fucking handcuffed. How are you yeah. gonna run away? Um, so they get her, and then they're arresting her. They're like, all right, you're gonna go to jail. You're gonna be processed. They're like, she's like, let me hit my vape. Let me hit my vape. I promise, if you let me hit my vape, and I'm like, bro, you're feeding for a vape. Yeah. And I be seeing people too. Like, yeah. I be sometimes hanging out with people that smoke, and they're like, oh shit, where's my vape? Oh, I can't go nowhere yeah. without my vape. And I'm like, bro, yeah. you're a fiend. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And it, to me, it's like. Growing up where I've seen people who didn't have control of their lives, to me, that's something, like you mentioned, that's something I want to have control of. So to me, it was always like, cool, I know I have anger issues. I can't just say, do you know how many people always say, oh, yeah, I have anger issues. Whenever I get mad, I just see red. To me, it's like, oh, my God. That's bullshit, bro. Bullshit. You know, it's kind of like corny ass, motherfucker. <laughs> but, it's, but it's like. Like, all right, you're going to see red, my boy. Yeah, you go, I'm yeah, about to make turn you up, see boy. red. But it's like, to me, it's like, cool. How many people know how to control their anger that if you are genuinely pissed, can you actually keep your cool? Because nothing looks more unprofessional or nothing tells me that you that you're weak, that you're weak if you can't control your emotions. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing that kind of stuck with me. That, and I try. I, I try to the best. I'm, not, I'm telling you right now, I'm not perfect. I've, you know, I some uh, and you guys, any of my sisters, actually, I used to fight over the dumbest shit. It's what? like stuff like stuff that I should be mad about. So let's just say they broke like or like they. They spilled something on my shoes because I do have a, a pretty expensive shoes. All right, buddy. I, w- I wouldn't come on a podcast to flex, my guy. I, I, I wouldn't like necessarily get mad about that. But if it was like they didn't close my door all the way, you know? Huh? Yeah. It was like over dumb ass shit like that. And yeah. like my sisters. Would, and I think one time my sister said like, dude, you are literally the most like stupidest person I ever met. You're easy to trigger because you're easily triggered. And it, the first defense I could come up with was like, no, I'm not. I don't fucking argue all the time. But then I just like, I caught myself. It's like, buddy, you're doing it now. I'm doing Jack it right ass. Now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it was like, to me, it's like, and, and the reason why I wanted to fight back was because in my head, I don't argue about stuff that I should argue about. But literally I realized that I was like letting literally the smallest shit slide. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, that used to be me too. For yeah. a little while, and, and and to me it was like because it becomes more like I don't want you to win. I don't give yeah. a fuck what it is. I don't yeah. want you to win. But I think that's kind of like competitiveness in some way. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. and I, I do, I do think it's kind of competitive, yeah, yeah. but it's like, but, but also it's kind of like that. Like, you know how many people who are very competitive and if they start losing, that's when you start getting fucking kicked. Like in soccer, yeah. that's when they start, the fouls start coming yeah, out and yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. fuck, dude. But like, that's also stupid because yeah. you lose your head and, and when you don't lose your head, you don't think anymore. You're yeah. e- it's easy to play you. Yeah. So, and yeah. it's kind of like, um, uh, there's, I, I was watching something about the submersible. And that Titan shit, the Titan like shit, yeah. the Xbox controller. Uh, but they were saying like people who like scuba dive type shit, like that's the reason. Like, uh, you have when you scuba dive, you have to have like oxygen and such because like when you go down, the pressure is too too immense, you know. But and one thing they tell you when you're scuba diving is like don't panic, you can't yeah, panic yeah, yeah. because if you start panicking, you start to lose everything that you could kind of like learn about, right? And you could kind of see this like day to day. It's kind of like, like yeah. Yeah, you start sinking, you know, and it's the one thing they tell when you're scuba diving is like if you go with somebody and they start panicking, the best thing you can do to them is leave them alone, because it's much better to have one person who's dead than two people who are dead, you know, and that really and that really hits right yeah, because it's like what can what can you do? You cannot just go straight up to service because then the pressure is gonna kill you. You literally have to wait. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, or you have to you have to come up like in increments and then yeah. wait. And then come up and wait. Mm-hmm. But why is that? Because, like, the pressure in your blood or something? The pre- the pressure is, is just too immense. So you could kind of imagine, like... So I, don't know it's, I think it's something in your blood or, like, in your brain it, or It's something. your lungs. So It's your lungs? Yeah. So your lungs... So I don't know if you've ever taken uh, fluid dynamics. So... Oh, okay. So it's about... Anyways, 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 anyways. <laughs> no, but it's... Basically, what happens is, like, your lungs are full of air, right? So you, is it is it like when you like like when you expand like a coke bottle and it's just gonna fucking yeah like, it's gonna fucking pop yeah that's what that's essentially what happens. Uh, you could even look up if like I think if you Google like right now like a blobfish or something like that you'll see like a fish and it'll look like the eyes are all popped out the lips are all popped down you're like damn that's an ugly ass fish. It's curious enough that's not how they look like. The only reason why they look like that is because they live into that depth of the sea and when people yeah and then when they bring them back up that's when it starts to be like. It gets all it basically explodes and in some cases you can actually get the blobfish or i, I don't know just specific just put species. His, yeah put his ass in a vacuum chamber well you could you could actually bring him up to a certain level and he will be exploded and you can put it back down and it will go back to normal and the fish oh, will still fuck. be alive yeah yeah it's interesting i wonder if they've ever put one in like a pressure chamber uh i don't know about that i would i just to fucking try it out that'd be pretty fucking sick the grill is a little after yeah a little tilapia. A little taco, fish taco. <laughs> nah. But, yeah, no. I think it's, like, one, the one thing I could kind of convey to anybody. Um, and the one thing I always try to convey to, like, like, when even when I was a teacher was, like, control your control yourself. You know? Control what you can control and let everything else go. Because your, yourself is the only thing you can control at the end of the day. Like, we, we all, like, even me, right? The story I told, I would love to believe... Oh yeah, life is in my control now. Yeah. I'm so big and bad and strong and powerful and influential that everything's in my control. But at the end of the day, is it really? No, yeah. God's in control. Yeah, I, I'm just here to respond to whatever God says. That's why I always describe whenever people are like, "Oh, bro, you're killing it. You're you're doing." It. I'm like, "It ain't really me, bro. God's throwing the alley oop. I'm just yeah. dunking, bro. Yeah, you know that picture of LeBron and and Dwayne yeah, Wade. Dwayne Wade. This guy right there lobbing up to me. And just, I'm gonna go get it. You yeah. know, if I'm if I fuck up, God through the yeah. lob. I just didn't dunk. I, I yeah. didn't jump high enough. I I, did, yeah. I wasn't didn't in the right. Trust. I wasn't in the right place, wrong yeah. time, right place, right time. You know, but 
if if it happens it works out it ain't me like the majority is god god set me up i'm just i'm just here putting in the work you know yeah that's cool that's cool though for sure i think what it's a hour and a half that's a pretty good episode no yeah i would say so all right, man. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. So, so thank you for coming back to to my podcast, the On the Run. So, special thanks again to Brandon for coming on out. I know busy day, um, spending three hours at work, which must be tiring. He was less, but haircut today. Shout out about the cuts. Got a fucking haircut, then went home, shower, changed, took yeah, my yeah, last yeah. got to work, and then my computer wasn't working, so I didn't even work, and then I left. And I called my girl for a little while, then I went, fucking came back to Nikiso, and then I submitted one document, and then I was like, I called it a day. Called it a day, I think that's enough work. And then you come late to the fucking podcast. But yeah, man, listen. I appreciate you coming through, uh, doing this episode for me, and hopefully, I-, I would like to have you on more regularly. I want you to become someone that's like here regularly, because I-, I like the way you think. I like the conversation we have. Um, I think you're someone that's pretty, you know, you have a good personality for podcasts and you're funny, but you're also very intelligent and you know, when you speak on things that you do know, you're very compelling, you're very convincing. So ideally I'd like to have you on more regularly, be, be a regular member of the show. Um, whenever you have someone interesting or whenever you want to pull up. Yeah. Yeah. Co-host. Um, and yeah, man, I appreciate everybody who's listening, supporting, Hopefully, hopefully, wait, wait, wait! You gotta plug the the watch, the watch uh, Instagram. Well, what is the what is the username? So I me, think I, I wanted it to be like on the threads. On the threads. <laughs> no, it's but, on the wrist. Yeah, it's at it's at on the wrist LV. Go ahead and follow that for us. We're gonna try to be. Uh, getting into the watch game a little bit, me yeah. and Alan, because we're both into watches. So hopefully, uh, yeah, we're gonna be picking Rolex. up. Huh? Hopefully, we're picking up a Rolex. Hopefully, soon. we're picking up a Rolex soon. But we're hopefully, we're gonna get um, yeah, get into the watch game, start picking up watches. So if you guys are interested in any watches, hit us up. Let us know what watch you're looking into. We'll go ahead and source it for you. Find it. Find you a good one. Get you a good price. Get that shipped to you, or you can come pick it up. Um, if you're looking for any trades, go ahead and check out the page. Right now, we got only what Cartier on. Yeah, but hopefully, hopefully our stock's gonna pick up soon. Yeah, uh, go ahead and fuck with the podcast at Real OTR Podcast on Instagram. We're hitting big numbers. Uh, recently, one of the one of the reels, my fault. One of the reels that did really really well. Uh, for the page is like at seventy six k views. Now, yeah, which I is, saw that. Which is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool, man. The day that blew up, man, I could not believe it. Like the views just kept yeah. coming, the likes just kept coming. I was like. What no is going is on, happening. bro? Yeah. yeah. It feels but, surreal, huh? It's hell yeah, bro. But yeah. that was the first of many, God willing, the first of many. Yeah. Uh, at On The Run Pod on TikTok. We're also trying to get big there. Facebook page, On The Run Podcast. Fuck with my personal Instagram at AKABTG. And my boy Alan's Instagram at Ocho Benji on Instagram. Anything you want to plug? Nah, that's pretty much it. All right, man. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. And God willing, I'll see you all next week, man. Yeah. Peace. Yes.